Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy, and I'll be your host. Also, the founder of Array Digital. We help law firms with their digital marketing, help them get more leads, more phone calls. That's what we do. Today, I got a special guest not too far from me here in Maryland, Jebeth Bowers. Welcome to the show. Kevin, thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, absolutely. And and so Jebeth is actually a a fellow podcaster. Uh, He has a podcast himself talking about, you know, I guess, personal injury and things like that in in his state of Maryland. So be sure to check that out. And you're going to learn more about uh, Jebeth as we're talking uh, on the show. If you're tuning in on YouTube or or live uh, in the future here, Uh, you can go to BowersLawMD.com. Dot com. So BowersLawMD.com, if you're listening, go check that out, see what he's all about. The podcast is actually linked off there. You can see the uh, the, the audio clips, and then he's also got like a video version too, So uh, which I thought was really cool. So I went and checked that out. I always love when I see someone producing some content and getting in front of a camera and and, uh, and answering problems or questions that clients have. So I think it's a good way to get, to get content out there. So, uh, Jibbethy, I guess, tell us your story. What's up? Uh, how did you become an attorney? Why? And then we'll get more into about your actual firm and your practice areas. Well, I mean, it was uh, not the traditional journey. You know, I did not have parents that were attorneys or anything like that. I, you know, went to undergrad, ended up working actually in a sales gig that took me from Maryland to Chicago. Um, I'd started in Maryland with a company doing sales, developing business campaigns, you know, sales campaigns for, uh, for business clients. And then we moved to Chicago, expanded an office, and after a couple of years, it just, you know, it was all day, every day around the clock. And I decided, hey, it's time to, uh, you know, to go back home, get into something that I really want to do, which, you know, I've always had an interest in the law. So I actually started working for a law firm back here in Maryland, ended up, you know, that was a small one attorney firm, moved to a larger firm, and then was recruited by a solo attorney at the time who was starting his own practice saying, Hey, come build my infrastructure, help me build my firm. So we built a pretty robust personal injury firm at the time. And it was around that time that basically I had met my ceiling as far as earning was concerned as a non-attorney. So mm-hmm. next step was law school. And I, I will tell you that that was a non, obviously a non-traditional path a lot of people yeah. <laughs> know they're going to do it. They go to undergrad, then they go to to law school, then they clerk somewhere, so on and so forth. But I, I will tell you that that journey probably helped me hit the ground running far more than any of the traditional the traditional paths that I could have taken because I came out of law school having built a firm, knew a yeah. lot of the things to do, not to do. <clears throat> I mean, I'll tell you one of the more valuable things in building a firm isn't knowing what to do, but knowing what to avoid. And then just in general, having that that sales background is, I mean, it becomes an inherent part of conversations with clients, conversations with opposing yeah. counsel, conversations with insurance adjusters that just you're you're selling and you don't even realize that you're selling because you've been doing it for, for so long. So all of those things have kind of helped build a fairly solid foundation for what was a solo slash small firm for a while. It's still relatively small, but uh, a little over a year ago, I expanded to take on 
two partners that are really partners in separate practice areas to build out kind of the the base of the firm and and what we can offer to largely a pre-existing client base but an always growing client base no i think that's actually awesome because well for one you took a different path completely but at the end of where you are but you know how cool would it be if you're like i want to be an attorney like okay first go to business school then go get sales training and then run a business and then start <laughs> go to law school but i uh, that makes sense that that would help you a lot. And the thing is, it doesn't mean you have to be like some massive firm, like a Morgan and Morgan, because you have these things. But I assume you run a tight ship, you know how to run it. So whether you scale it or not doesn't necessarily matter. So uh, I think that's pretty awesome that you had that experience before taking the leap to go to law school. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a a set of systems and procedures are in place that would allow for the scaling, which I, I would say that to a small extent is being done with this expansion. It's a little different because we're adding more in the base than it is a scale of doing exactly what we've we've been doing. It's, it's really, it becomes a point and you've seen it with some of these large quote national firms, the, the best way that they scale is to go through and acquire other existing firms and then put in place their systems because it's, yeah. just, it's so difficult to find and train from, you know, day one, people to fill your organization, do what, do the things that you want them to do the way that you want them to do. I can tell you that in the eight years of running this firm in whatever iteration it is, that my highest turnover in staff has been from people who have had years of experience versus those who have come Mm. in from no info, no, no understanding of what's going on here and learning everything from the ground up because those people, once they get it and understand it, they only know your system. So as long yeah. as your system works, those people don't know any different versus people who have been doing the same type of work in a totally different system for 10, 20, 30 years, that adjustment can be rigorous and challenging and, and it doesn't always suit People that have been doing, you know, they're setting their ways. They've been doing things away for however long they've been doing it. And yeah, no know, one likes re- change. <laughs> retraining is 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 difficult for many. No, uh, yeah. So a lot of people don't like change. They have their ways that they did it. They want to bring that with them. Um, and I think so, you know, right now we've been going through some some employee is kind of a upgrading, if you will, and transition. And in some cases, we need to bring in those folks that have experience to bring them in at a higher level and say, hey we don't have the capability to do this or fix this. And my team hasn't had that capability either because they've only been here and they don't, they don't know what they don't know, but we've always, we've been very successful at bringing people in at a low level and training and, you know, they learn the way we want to do it. And versus we've had a lot of problems too, bringing in people in the past where they had their own way of doing it. And it's not really what we want them to do. Totally agree with that. Yeah. And these big national firms, they're, they're doing all that stuff. They're, they're buying up firms left and right and, and just, plugging them into their system and they probably lose a lot of those folks uh, along the way, but they take the clients, they keep some of the, the A players and rinse and repeat. So uh, tell us a little bit about what your real focus is. So personal injury, uh, it looks like you, you, you focus on a couple of different practice areas, but what is your, your hot spot? What's your, your real niche and, and where do you guys focus at? So for me personally, the bulk of the practice is not just personal injury, but but specifically automobile accidents. That is what since day one I've been doing. That's kind of the foundation of the firm. The expansion over the past year has included bringing in a partner who prior to joining us was 
pretty much our exclusive referral partner for our work injury cases. So he handled all of our workers' comp cases. Got it. And it just, it was a logical transition over, you know, a six or seven year kind of relationship to say, hey, this is all working out. I'm, I'm referring you to these cases on a very regular basis. I'm not getting the complaints that the clients I'm referring you are not calling me wanting to know what's going on. You're, you're handling everything, which it's, it seems like kind of an odd concept, but you know, what I have learned over the years, that customer service, that client relationship element is not a primary focus of all firms, but I feel like it has been the foundation that is my firm above any other piece. If I were going to take one thing that I would say that, Hey, I did this right. This is the one thing that you need to do starting, you know, fresh and starting from scratch. That's kind of the thing. Focus on that service and the clients, the rest of it will eventually figure itself out or you'll, you'll piece it together. And like, yeah. so, so my primary office and where I opened up when I first opened my own office is in a rural corner of Maryland. So the hotspot where all the volume is, is about an hour from me in Baltimore area. And then another 45 minutes to an hour in kind of the DC suburbs. Okay. Yeah. And I stayed largely stayed out of that game and kind of built my foundation here where I am. And I knew, even though I had learned this business in the city, I, you know, I cut my teeth there. I've always had this drive to go back there and expand <laughs> into there. And in years of hiring associates and having them working out of an office that I had down there, it just, it never really got that traction that I needed it to have to really blow it up and, and expand it. And, you know, I think, and I learned pretty quickly that part of that was from these people not having the same skin in the game as somebody who had ownership over it. So I knew that at some point in time, if I mm -hmm. wanted to expand into that, you know, I, there were two ways I needed to, you know, I was going to go. I was either going to continue to build where I am now and just build up those walls and be kind of continuing to be more strongly the go-to guy in this niche, in this area, or I'd have to take somebody on that at least had some sort of partnership <clears throat> interest in it. So the workers' comp element of it, that, that worked itself out through that relationship. And it just, years, I have quietly and without anybody knowing, been picking off like-minded people or people that I thought would be, hey, this might be somebody to have the conversation with one day. This might be a firm worth approaching to merge this, that, and the other, and referring out business to various places and just sitting back and watching what happens with it. And, you know, you take for granted, when you have a good referral relationship, you take that for granted that they're all going to be like that. And it just left and right. I've got people calling me six months after referring a case out, not even knowing who the attorney that's representing them is. I've got attorneys that we've sent cases to that oh, wow. have to have resolved, never get any sort of fee split checks. So you know that they're burning you on fees and it's just, you know, a list of people that are potential candidates to, to merge with and you're off the list and you're off the list, you're off the list. And, you know, you're scrambling and doing everything that you can to get an update to make sure that you know that the case is at least being handled correctly. Burn me on my fee. That's fine. Just don't burn the client, please. 
so you know that's been that's been a journey that's been a a difficulty in finding the right person that would come in and expand largely that element of it so i you know we've expanded into that baltimore market handling you know the attorney that handles our and leads all of our workers comp is out of there okay as well as an attorney that handles our criminal and family law all of our auto work is still basically under my umbrella as of right now you know, I've got an associate that handles all of our trial work or the vast majority of our trial work, but that's, that's kind of where we are there. But it's, you know, as we mentioned before, it's a challenge and you, you know, the, I mean, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time. 757-333-3021. Well, you know, you got your own way of, of going about it and your own way of doing it. And um, you're not just wanting to work with anybody and, and just send stuff to people that aren't going to do a good job. So I think that's that's good. You're figuring it out and you're you're figuring what's best for you and your firm. And one of the things I think you said was huge is communication. And especially with the clients or referral sources or whoever it is. But I think a lot of firms fall short on the client communication. Um, and in, in my industry, we're in digital marketing agencies. And so like there's, I mean, they're notoriously bad for it, but, but I think that's a huge part, a huge piece that can be make you stand out for sure is that the client knows what's happening. They're well-informed. They don't have to call you first. You're, you know, you're making sure they, they know exactly. And then they stop calling you because they're like, Hey, they got it. I'm not worried. They keep updating me. And then you don't have a bunch of clients bugging the crap out of you. But um, I see a lot of firms that, that fall short on that. So No, I mean, kind of... I've heard I've heard stories and I've talked to people that in other markets that they're, they're like, we don't take inbound calls from our clients. We do the work and it is what it is. And it's like, I'm like, how, how do you last? That's great. You know, how are you not like the scourge of the, the client base? Over the past couple of years, you know, especially with the pandemic and everything, we've implemented additional strategies in which to to even improve what yep. I think is a, a far above average experience for our clients. I mean, we've we've implemented a, a text line that clients can text back and forth with attorneys, staff. Awesome. It, that integrates with case management software so that there's constantly a record of those communications attached to the file. There's never a question about a conversation that's happened. It gives clients the ability to send us documents, photos, have those all automatically uh, attached to their matters. So it's made the communication easier on our clients, the ability for them to get information. You mentioned the podcast. Yeah. You know, the podcast is like the marketing element of the podcast is really secondary to the information that it's designed to provide to our existing client base. You know, our existing client base oftentimes will have questions mm -hmm. that so do most of the other clients and the ability to preemptively say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's next. And here's some information on it. It, like you mentioned, they, they've got the information. It cuts down on, it doesn't completely eliminate, but it, it cuts down on the need for a lot of those phone calls of, hey, what's going to happen next? Well, yeah. before you've asked, I've already, <laughs> I spent the time, one time to explain that 
kind of leg of the process. You've been sent it. You've watched it on your own time. If you've forgotten part of it, you're not calling me back. You're going back to the link. You're watching the video again and saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening next. And then it really, you're spending more client, the, the client time that you're spending interacting directly with the client is, it, it becomes very specific to the case, very specific to the client. Yeah. It's even, even more fulfilling. And there's, it's a, it's a quantity versus quality thing. You're, you're definitely spending less time on the phone with clients, but the quality yeah. of and the, the value of that time that you're spending with them is, uh, is a lot higher. Well, that's the thing. You don't want to spend an hour and then half of the explaining next steps and things you need and all that stuff when you can get that out of the way and, and spend more time on the, the real things that, that matter. And then I think, you know, it also shows when you do that stuff, it's you're willing to answer questions that clients have or potential clients have before they even call, you know, call you. It's good that when you can do that, hey, I'm, we're going to answer your question and we'll put it out there to the world. It's, we're not scared to tell people or our competitors or whatever. You're, you'll you'll put out the, the interest and, but it shows that you're, you're willing to share information, you're accessible. And I think the other thing too is uh, on a marketing kind of side is they get to know you and, and feel comfortable with you and see you on video or listen to you. Um, and that just, I think puts people at ease versus if I go to your website and I don't see a picture of you, no video of you, I don't know who you are. And I'm just going to call because you say you do personal injury, right? I think a podcast or videos like that accomplish a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, and you can also be like, oh, you got a question on that? Here, I answered that question. And exactly. You, know, you, you start to establish that relationship. I don't know if there are recreational podcasts, I guess I'll, I'll use that term for it, that you listen to on a regular basis. But if you do, over time, there's kind of this one-way street where you feel like you know yeah. those podcasters, and, but they have no idea who you are. But exactly. you have, have started to learn things about their lives and what's going on there. And you feel like you know them and, and the ability to kind of start to preemptively build that relationship for a prospective client, for an existing client, whatever it may be. It's really got value there that's difficult to measure. No, 100%. And um, I've been doing, I got a personal podcast that's like every day. And then I do this podcast where I get to meet people like yourself and learn about your firm and how you're running a business. And I'm an entrepreneur and, and you are too. And so I like to talk about any kind of business, no matter what it is. But, um, but you know, I've gotten clients. I got one recently where uh, this goes like on LinkedIn and I put stuff all over the social media. And like, I've been listening to, I feel like I know you, even though you don't know me. So don't be freaked out. Uh, but I've been yeah. watching you, your videos and stuff. Uh, for like a year, been wanting to hire you guys for a long time. And today is the day. And like, they're already like sold, like done just now is to figure out like what, what they want to do. But it's kind of crazy and cool at the same time when you, when that happens. Um, and that can ask like, any attorneys listening, like I've had a bunch of people on here talking about podcasts, but that's just one piece, but there's podcasts. You can have a TikTok, you can have videos, you can do all kinds of stuff, but it puts yourself out there and people say, okay, I can connect with this guy. Uh, I understand what he's doing. Uh, he's helping me with free information. And when it comes to time, maybe not in personal injury as much, it's a little bit more of probably a, you know, a smaller window of time before, you know, when they choose somebody, but you want to get your name out there. You want people to refer to you It's like, oh, I watched this one guy. I got a, I had a case one time. I listened to this one guy. He tells me all about uh, the next steps and things I need to do. You should give them a call and they might not even know who you are. Right. So tons of benefits to it. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it's, you're, you're spreading a net. The question is how wide of a net that you want to spread and, you know, building up the resources on the back end so that, as you said, people start referring you things that you may not even do. One of the big things that is important to me is staying in my lane. So finding those referral partners to be able to, to facilitate sending out 
this, that, or the other, or eventually you start getting an influx of a certain type of case, kind of of like what what happened with the the expansion in in the workers' comp. I mean, there was a volume of workers comp that was coming through. And, <laughs> you know, when you know that that your percentage of a fee for these cases that you're sending out to somebody else is has eclipsed six figures, okay, now maybe it's time to keep that in house and, and make these moves. Hmm. And, you know, the same way that that happened here with the workers comp, if we start an influx of a certain case type and whether it be that person that we're referring it out to or otherwise, the, the next move is already determined itself to some extent. No, that's really cool. Um, I had a thought, this is a random thought, but I, based on, there's another attorney I had on here with me a couple of weeks back and he had not a podcast, but they kind of had like a group. So uh, in his line of work, he, he's got multiple resources. So in private investigators or all kinds of other resources that he pulls on for a case. And so what he had done, he's, he was put together like some kind of like video series, but he would interview these different folks about you know things about what they have to do and what's the process like for what they have to do in order for that you know for the case and so it was kind of cool but if if you had like a podcast where you're able to bring in other folks and they could become referral partners basically but there's all kinds of things you could think of and to do to help each other and and maybe it's different attorneys talking about different things as a group but um there's just a lot of different opportunities out there and i think some people uh they're too busy to kind of think out of the box and and get out of their own way sometimes Well, and it's, you know, I'm part of some networking groups that are not necessarily all within line with what I do, but there's- BNI, I saw you're part of BNI. So there's a division, what's that? I said, I saw that you're part of BNI, so I was going to throw that out there. Yeah, so that's a group. I mean, we're in a chapter that there's almost, we teeter back and forth in the high 30s to 40 members. And I mean, we do 12 to $14 million in business as a chapter, at least that gets reported every year. And, you know, they're like with anything, there are a chunk of people in that group that get it. There's a chunk of people that are in that group that are trying to figure it out. A chunk of people, and I'm sure this is the same for every chapter that that are there every morning with their hand out and don't understand kind of the the big picture of it. But, you know, locking down and focusing on, you know, especially if they're connected to your practice area, but even if they're not, the ability for you to build and help build somebody else's business and and their sphere of influence, that what that pays back in, in, you know, is is a huge multiplier. You know, if I'm working on helping a new physical therapy practice that's in another part of the county build their client base, that I'm going to be their go-to guy when they have unrepresented people hobbling in the door after yeah. asking or working. What happened so, to you? <laughs> you, know, I'm doing, you know, one or two things now that may not directly impact me and down the line, you know, the floodgates open. I mean, I've helped it. One, one of my, I mean, should I be, should, should I be putting all the trade secrets out here? I don't know, but one, one of my, my sure greatest, you know, one of the things that I love doing is helping property and casualty insurance agents build their agencies through referrals. Part of my, I mean, this won't be a secret by looking at, you know, the, the content that I've created both on my website, social media, the YouTube channel or anything, but an above average level of focus put on educating my clients and the general public on, you know, what's inside their auto insurance policy, what's not apparent necessarily from all of the marketing stuff, because I'm not a licensed insurance agent, is that next step of, okay, this is what's wrong with what you have. 
here are some people that can help you out. That's all part of building a long-term pipeline of, I don't want to say people who owe me favors, but it is what it is. It's, it's people yep. who will, as they have their clients that get in losses and need help with the third-party element of claims, who else would they call but somebody that's helped build what they have? And you know, that's yeah. been a, a long tenured practice that I've had within my office for decades. You know, before I was even an attorney, it was something that I was doing. Yeah, so that's how I started my business completely. And BNI, exactly BNI, was something that I was part of early on. I'm not part of it now, but uh, we have a lot of chapters here locally. That helped me get off the ground, and that spiraled into uh, meeting lots of folks that I still refer business with. Uh, my financial planner for my whole company, for my employees, and my business stuff uh, came from that. We just I moved into kind of different groups outside of BNI, but that's, that's what got me started. And I was in the, that group for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, it takes years. It's, you don't just show up and say, okay, where's my referrals? You have to give back. You have to refer others. You have to do good work or you won't get referred. And I think some people are just like, I don't want to put all that energy into this. But if you dig in and get a group like that, especially a local group, if you're a local type business, it's, you have to do that to me. And I, th I think a lot of attorneys probably need to look at these other kinds of groups like a BNI versus just the bar or like attorney only stuff where they, they put most of their time and energy. Yeah, good stuff. For sure. Yeah. And, and like I said, the twofold of it is number one, a lot of people want to have that arsenal of resources. So proving that you're part of that is, is part of the success there, but also in helping other people build, whether you stay in that chapter or not, I'm sure that there are yeah. relationships that you develop when you were in a chapter that still have some touches from time to time. Yeah, no, 100%. It's kind of funny because uh, every once in a while, I haven't been, it's probably been 15, 10, 15 years since I was part of that chapter. And um, I get invited back every once in a while to stand in for someone. And I know half the room. Uh, I'm just not part of it because it doesn't really fit with where I am and where my time is. But powerful groups. And some are really just insanely powerful and, and structured. Um, and you'll visit like a different chapter and be like, okay, they don't get it. And then sometimes there's one that's even better than what you have going on. And then you get these like little power groups, you know, within there. So for you, the physical therapist is a good power group member, right? So it's yeah. the ones that can refer each other all the time, like the mortgage person and the real estate agent, the uh, loan agent, you know, whatever, they all just crush it. And I've seen people go, man, how come they always refer each other like tons of referrals? And it's because they've, well, it's, you know, they it's, work it's, it's the, like close. It's the nature of that, of that flow. I mean, if they're going to contact me, they're going to need this, this, and this, you know, they're yeah. that. The physical therapy guy, the body shop, property casualty agent. It's yeah. all, you know, it may start with one or the other and then work its way around that circle for the most part. It may not even need all of us every time, but it, it's <laughs> but there. Hey, call this person, reach out. They might need your help. It doesn't mean they do um, every time. So and they, I think there's also whoever, you know. They are the members of a group and certain mentalities that I look for when I'm scouting groups for other members of my firm to join, without a doubt. Absolutely. No, I love that. So I, I think a lot of attorneys go, well, I uh, we don't market, we don't advertise, we just work all referral, uh, which is great um, that they have that base and they figure that out. But I feel like people don't really or most don't really know, or they don't know how many they're going to get. They don't really have a system for it. They've just done good stuff. They know some people and they just get referrals. I think there's way, you can be way more intentional about it and, and make sure you're giving referrals back and make sure you have a, a system. I have a whole list of companies that are that we don't do, stuff we don't do. And I have no allegiance to these folks. I just have made a list because it helps my client. Yeah. And like, Kevin, um, actually I had this, I had a client reach out to me. And they're like, they, they were, um, they're not personal injury, but they were, 
had been in, potentially have a claim for an auto accident. And they're like, who can I call? And I said, oh, I got to you know, connect with this attorney. And I lined them up and said, hey, they, they might have a case and blah, blah, blah. But I have a whole sheet of other people, accountants, uh, business attorneys, you know, you name it. Uh, for anything a client might need. Hey, Kevin, do you know a good accountant? Mine's you know, not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Sure, here's mine, or here's a list of a few that I recommend. It's just helpful for, for everyone to have you know, the people that you trust, especially with BNI, you get like that whole catalog of people, oh, who you need? I got them right here. And it shows that you're helping and you're a resource. And I think that's what we, we all should try to be for our clients. No doubt. Excellent. Well, um, anything else big? What's So with the podcast and, and marketing, what's, what's some of the things you got going on? Anything big you know, on the agenda for this year? Well, on top of everything else that I do, I'm an NFL agent and the draft is next week, at least for oh. the time that we're recording this. So that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a big deal and awesome. uh, so yeah we we should have uh four pl- four new players entering the league from the collegiate ranks and then so yeah that's a that's an endeavor that i took on uh, a handful of years and have been kind of growing that on, oh, cool. on the side of the uh of the law practice you know just another another thing to keep <laughs> us in the game <laughs> yeah it's awesome i mean you gotta um life is not all work right we gotta and i think as business owners like you know i, I can talk about work all the time and i'm fine I just like to talk about business all the time, but it's good to have other things to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. For sure. And it's, and it's definitely something that's not, I mean, it's work, but it's not, I don't, I don't see it that way. It's an opportunity to travel. It's more networking. It's, it's, it's a totally different situation than, than running a law practice for sure. <laughs> no, that sounds really cool. Actually. I had a guy I know he has a, actually a marketing company here locally to us and he's, he's gotta be 50 in his fifties, but he's a uh, soccer referee. For like, okay. you know, like legit, like soccer. And so he's, uh, he travels all around. He kind of has a season. Uh, he runs his business and then he's off traveling to uh, be a ref in soccer games all around the world, which I thought was pretty cool. So and he has, to, he has to pass the physical every year. You know, he has to be like in certain shape and uh, you know, I thought it was pretty awesome. I don't have anything cool like that. I got kids. <laughs> I'll take them surfing and uh, on the boat. There you go. Well, cool. Uh, Jimothy, do you have uh, anything else you want to share before we roll? No, I mean, I, that covers it. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no, I, I love what you're doing. I think, you know, big takeaway is the communication, how important that is. And freely sharing information, as long as it's not something that's, uh, you know, proprietary or uh, puts your, your firm in a, a bad spot or competitors. But other than that, the answers are out there. They're going to get the answers, like provide the information, think about a podcast or video series or articles, blogs, whatever it might be, and have a system for communicating with your clients. Yeah. Um, I think that's just huge. And then referral partners. And it's, again, it's always have to be just attorneys. Look outside the box, look at other groups, the chamber, whatever in your local area that might make sense. Because if someone gets a car accident, that's everyone, right? So that could be your neighbor, your brother, it doesn't matter. People know people and uh, they can send you a referral. So that's awesome. Uh, If you go and check out Jobeth, that's uh, BowersLawMD.com. You can connect with him on there. Uh, all his information is on there as well. Is there any other way uh, people can reach out to you, other attorneys that might be uh, either ask questions or be a good referral source for you? Um, I mean, the, all all of our contact information is on the website there. One, Actually, one of the projects we didn't really talk about, it, but one of the projects that I have that is in development mm. is, it, it'll probably still be a few months until this launches, is going to be an attorney-only Mostly, I think it's going to be an audio podcast, what we're working on right now, but it's it's kind of 
it's oh, it's cool. really about the game theory of practicing law how to you know learn the playbooks manipulate the playbooks of other uh it's originally going to start uh and launch based on personal injury claims and handling these cases throughout the litigation process and the pre-litigation process so awesome anybody that has interest in being uh you know part of that or subscribing to that it's not live now but within the next few months it will so if you're interested in something like that uh feel free to shoot me a message through you know any of the contact info on my regular firm's website and we'll uh we'll keep you in the loop for when that launches um, that's awesome yeah i wish i knew more about that in the beginning of the show <laughs> well it's still kind of like i said it's still kind of a behind the scenes and development thing you know we're looking to have probably a good three four months worth of content ready and on deck before we even launch it got so it that's always good we're not quite there yet but that's coming it's in the pipeline that's awesome yeah i love that so I think another thing too is uh, anyone listening and you're trying to do a podcast or something like that, talk to Jobeth or, or myself. Like I have a whole talk I give on just how to start a podcast from the basics to, you know, beyond uh, how to do it for, you know, marketing, prospecting, all kinds of stuff. But, um, you know, wh one of the things you just said is you're going to have some content ready because the last thing you want to do is launch this big thing and then be like, oh, we only have one episode and then someone gets sick or something happens and now you have a dead show. Well, like you said, the majority of your, your audience are people who run firms. So <laughs> everybody out there goes into the day, goes into the week, goes into the month, whatever it is with a plan. Yeah. And then you end up doing this. And, and some of that overlaps with the plan, but a whole lot of it ends up somewhere else and you're in the weeds. And if you're trying <laughs> to stick to any sort of a, a content release schedule, whether it be which is a good idea. <laughs> putting something on TikTok or, or a YouTube video or, or a podcast or whatever it might be. Insert content piece here. If you don't have some backups and some bank episodes or whatever it is ready and teed up, it's not a matter of if you get swept aside and distracted or something else. It's just, it's a matter of when. When is that going to happen and when are you going to be in the weeds? So, A hundred percent. hundred percent. The secret to the podcast that we're talking about is that I'm not doing those episodes. That's all been recorded. <laughs> I don't even know the release schedule because somebody else is I, – I sat here for – hours one weekend and blasted it all out and now it's being developed and put out and dropped in the the kind of the mastermind sort of game theory one is going to be a totally different animal that is going to be one that i'm completely on the pulse of and and, and developing and running but you know it also has a you know it's going to be one of those types of this is only for certain types of attorneys with certain mindsets and goals that handle you know plaintiff side of these things sort sure, of yeah. sign sign this disclosure or we're going to kick you out and whatever so <laughs> different animal there but uh again uh well, thanks for sharing that progress that's will probably like i said launch within the next few months well again we'll uh you know if you're listening to this it's already out but um we'll get this up as soon as we can and the other thing too is well as i wrap up here uh we we have the managing partners newsletter, which we we drop every week, and we feature episodes like this, so a guest that come on the show. But we also feature things in there that are like books that our attorneys, our guests have written. We also feature podcasts that other attorneys or firms have all the time. So we can definitely get that inside our our newsletter and get that out to everybody. And we have again like fifteen hundred managing partners in that list, and top of you know that other lots of other attorneys, but um. Happy to share that too. So yeah. remind me of that. We'll, we'll talk here in a second backstage, but uh, we can definitely push that out for you and connect people with that and, and feature that in one of our uh, our send outs. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. And that's 
that's really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that come together and you'll have to keep me updated again. We can we can get into our cycle and share it. For this episode, if you're already listening to it right now, then you, you got it. But uh, this is going to be on every single podcast platform there is, also on YouTube, also on our website. So Jobeth will have a, a page on our website uh, once we're, we're ready with this. And you'll be able to sort by Maryland, personal injury in this case, and you'll be able to find him in that list, as well as all the other episodes. We, probably, we have over 200 uh, episodes from different practice areas, different states, and you can sort and find uh, the episodes you want to find that way. And then we, we feature two per week in our newsletter, and those go out uh, on that kind of schedule, just like you're talking about, Joe. It's like you have to have a schedule. You have to be consistent. People are looking forward to it. And so you have to have a backlog like, like we do. <laughs> so, And if you need help with any of this kind of stuff or marketing or just questions or what we're talking about, podcasting, whatever, uh, you don't have to be a client. Reach out. But my, my site's ArrayLaw.com. We do digital marketing for law firms and, and talk about this kind of stuff. So if you need any kind of help, let me know. Reach out. Happy answering the questions you got. Jebeth, anything else? No, just, yeah, thanks again for having me. And um, I look forward yeah. to networking with anybody that seems to make sense to. Absolutely. And I apologize. My camera's a little blurry. It does it every once in a while with the autofocus. But he looks good and clear, so we're good. It's all good. <laughs> Jebeth, thanks so much. Uh, I'll talk to you backstage. Everyone else, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.